Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. To talk with us now about that, Professor Lo Tex Seng is the CEO of the National Research Foundation. The NRF was one of the main sponsors of this young, Global Young Scientist Summit. Great to have you on with us today, uh, Professor Lo. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you, uh, Glenn. Uh, good morning, Anita. Hi, Professor. Nice to see you. Wonderful. And Professor, tell us about the upshot. Now, we talked about the, su- the summit last week on the show uh, in advance of the summit. Tell us how it went. How, uh, what was, the, uh, what was oh, the feeling? What was the I, upshot from your perspective? I think it went very well. You know, considering the, the last few editions uh, from its inaugural edition, we had it physically. Mm. And this time around, we had to hold it virtually. It had several positive things for us when it went virtually because there are some very eminent scientists who are uh, who shan't travel, and uh, we managed to get them because, you know, we are doing it virtually. Uh, at the same time, you know, because it's virtually, we could actually expand the number of participants. Traditionally, we have about 300. This time around, we have about 500 people participating. Wow. But we could have another 500 who could listen in but not participate because those uh, who were selected to participate could actually uh, uh, engage the scientists uh, in, uh, in uh, discussions, for example, in the chat rooms, etc. So, you know, uh, we had a much more bigger group of young scientists all over the world participating this time around. And we had uh, some very exciting new speakers. Traditionally, we have about 20 speakers. At this time around, we have 21. Mm-hmm. But 17 of them are new. We still have our loyal followers, like people like uh, Professor Aaron Chechnova from uh, the Technion, uh, Professor Ada Yona who, uh, from the Wiseman. But we have many new speakers. And, you know, uh, Professor Bob Langer, for example, right, you know, was uh, opening plenary, talking about, you know, uh, the work he has done that, you know, uh, contributed to the Moderna vaccine that we are having today, for example. So very exciting. Fantastic. And, and, you know, the, the idea of having a virtual summit, at, at first glance, people were a little bit, you know, kind of depressed about having that, right? Because you can't get people together and have these great uh, in-person discussions and coffees and lunches, etc. But on the, on the other hand, as you rightly just mentioned, it brought in so many more people than would have probably been able to fly to Singapore, even if COVID wasn't around. Are you seeing this as, as a, probably a hybrid conference going forward? I think we may go for hybrid model because, you know, uh, you know this uh, Global Young Scientist Summit, which is, you know, uh, uh, an emulation of the Lindau Lorette's meeting, mm-hmm. is in layman's term really a boot camp for young intellectuals. Mm. And if you're having a boot camp, you need to have people-to-people contact, you know, uh, peer interactions, you know. Uh, and this is what we saw in Lindau and that what we had cultivated in Singapore. You know, uh, young people having breakfast with their... Uh, uh, heroes, you know, uh, from science, uh, the, the ability to have fireside chats with them, you know, uh, the ability to argue with one another. So, you know, we did our best to get our, our young people engaged, for example, to get them to submit videos, for example, for competition to present their works, and mm. etc. Uh, it has got its plus points, but, you know, uh, having a physical meeting is very important too. You know, uh, I, as an educationist, I said, you know, uh, the acquisition of knowledge and information can be done in asynchronous time and space. But there's a social aspect about learning that needs to bring people together. Yeah. So we need to have both. I think in 2022, if we can meet physically, we will still have some segments that will be virtual. We think that that will bode well for us. 
Yeah, I, I love. I, I actually really love the hybrid model because you have a be, you know the yeah. best of both worlds, really. Mm. But what I really like, Professor, and this is what I've noticed through some of the work that I've done myself, is that um, a lot of people who have moved into the digital world, of course, all our hands were forced, uh, realize that actually the digital um, presentation of you know um, things like uh, having having a, um, a global summit mm. actually removes. A lot of the barriers that ordinarily, even if you were to sit next to your childhood hero, the barriers are removed because we're all looking through the same small square. Mm. Absolutely. And actually, you know, what we found is that we could get more people asking questions because a lot of people have similar questions. Yeah. So, you know, by them posting up and then we have... uh, a team, you know, collecting them and getting the moderator to ask actually Absolutely. got more people engaged. Yeah. But still, you know, a young person standing up, you know, and, and uh, confronting, you know, a, a Nobel laureate with, you know, an engaging question is still it's still useful. Like, Absolutely. You know, it's uh, magic and it's yeah, magic for yeah. both because yes. the person who has all the, the so-called intellect then gets stumped by some questions, which is great. <laughs> I love that. What would yes, you yes, say, yes. What would you say uh, was the highlight well, you know, uh, uh, there are a few very interesting things. You know, uh, the opening plenary, as I said, by Bob Langer was very timely. And, you know, uh, and he's an engineer. He's a chemical engineer talking about his life's work, how he has got so many disappointments. And, of course, how his work is now being applied to encapsulate the mRNA for the Moderna vaccine. So, actually, if you listen to his talk, you probably can, you know, can uh, have a view why the Moderna vaccine, you know, is more robust than the BioNTech vaccine, for example. So there was one very exciting thing. Uh, we actually also invited Jennifer Downer before she actually won the Nobel Prize. We did not know that she was going to win the Nobel Prize last. Mm. And then we invited her sometime in, in July last year, I think. And the announcement of her, her winning the, the Nobel Prize for chemistry was actually in, uh, in sometime in October. And so that was for tweeters. And we got her in a panel with Thomas Cech who was uh, her supervisor, her PhD supervisor, and we talked about CRISPR-Cas uh, and its application in precision medicine. Wow. So that was very exciting too, right? And then we had a closing, and it was uh, uh, Professor Quillon talking about exoplanet, you know, uh, a planet that's not part of our solar system. And it is a topic that, you know, I think very few of the 500 participants uh, are knowledgeable about, but hmm. all very interested all very interested. Yeah. So I think this is the, the, the marvel of, of uh, getting this uh, brilliant people together with brilliant minds, brilliant young minds. Right? So those are some of the exciting things. And yeah. we had one also panel, which I thought worth mentioning. And this was, uh, we invited Professor Venki Ramakrishnan, uh, who just stepped down as the president of Royal Society. Uh, and we got him together with Professor Tan Cho Chuan, you know, uh, my good friend and colleague, who, uh, who is now the chief health scientist. And they were talking about, you know, science and policy mm. and the link between science and public policy. And, of course, that gravitated towards, you know, uh, how UK and Singapore apply science in the management of public policy and public communications with regard to COVID. So I think uh, all these were uh, very interesting uh, 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 talks and, you know, uh, discussions that I thought, you know, uh, brought to life uh, the whole Global Young Scientist Summit. Yeah, we're talking with Professor Lo Tech Seng, the CEO of the National Research Foundation here in Singapore, and just talking about the uh, Global Young Scientists uh, Summit that was held here in Singapore last week, some 500 participants online. Uh, Professor Lo, uh, many people may not know 
much about the NRF and what you do. Is this kind of a conference um, in a certain way bringing your mission to the fore for many people that, that may not have really even known that you exist or what you do if they do know you exist? <laughs> right, right. Okay, uh, Singapore's journey in science and technology actually started in 1991 with the establishment of the National Science Technology Board. Mm. From its inception, the NSTB's focus was on the economic narrative, the application of science to build our economy. The NRF was actually formed in uh, 2006 mm-hmm. with a view that you know, science goes beyond you know, the economic narrative. And uh, we now want to apply science to address some of the existential needs that Singapore faces up to. Yeah. Climate change, clean water, clean energy, ageing, for example. So NRF was set up as the pinnacle organisation for science in Singapore, responsible for policy, strategies, governance and funding. Uh, that is why the NRF is chaired by the Deputy Prime Minister and has got many ministers on it. So in reality, they've got many bosses. right? So... That has set in place, you know, uh, an organization that is able to push our strategies for science moving forward. But a very important thing that we do and we must do is to bring science to citizens. Mm. And that is, even though we fund science at our universities and institutes and use it for, you know, uh, building our economy to address our issues, we must bring science to our citizens to get them to appreciate the possibilities and opportunities that science presents for us as a nation and also as a people in helping to build a world that is sustainable, livable, and with the vitality you want to see going into the future. What do you think? What do you, yeah, what vitality. Do you, vitality. What do you think, uh, Professor Lowe, is the biggest scientific challenge right now, aside from perhaps COVID, uh, for obvious reasons, uh, that Singaporeans need to face and deal with and that the NRF can help with in coming year or years? I think there are three key things things broadly, you know. Uh, one is the whole, uh, 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 the whole thing around climate change resource, uh, scarce, scarcity of resources that we need to face up to as a world. But for Singapore, that has become very real because we are a small island state and very, you know, uh, uh, exposed in many, many different ways, right? So that is something we need to work on together with uh, our friends and colleagues globally. Uh, so the whole, whole area of climate, climate change and scarcity of resources. Two, I think, you know, phasing up to uh, future pandemics. Mm. You know, pandemic preparedness is very critical. And thirdly, I think, you know, uh, even as we face up to two, two, these two big issues, we need to see where the opportunities for us to continue to build good livelihoods for people in Singapore and people globally, right? And this is looking to how science and technology has brought changes to our lives in a very positive manner and how we can continue to do so going to the future. Uh, building new industries for ourselves in Singapore, for example. Sustainable industries to ensure that Singapore can continue to prosper as well as be sustainable uh, going to, into the next 50 years of Singapore's uh, 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 development. Mm. I have a quick question, actually, yeah. uh, Professor, and it's just going back to the summit, really. Uh, how does the summit actually uh, address the gender disparity that exists in science and in the science world? Well, you know, uh, uh, if we don't, if we don't uh, bring the, the ladies into the, the STEM areas, we actually lose 50% of our, our resource, right? Mm. What we found is that, you know, over the, uh, the, the many years, we have seen a growing number of participants at GYSS that are ladies, that are women. And that is very exciting. 
But we still have a great difficulty, you know, inviting uh, eminent scientists who are ladies to speak because oh. there are few of them, very much few of them, hmm. you know. For example, the Fields Medalist, there was only one lady and unfortunately she passed away, right? hmm. you know. Uh, so there are very few Lady Laurents, for example. There are, very, there, are, there are actually currently no Fields Medalists that are ladies, right? You know, uh, so we did well to get, bring Jennifer and Ada uh, 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 to the to the, the global scientists this time. Yeah, uh, we traditionally always had one or two. Uh, there's a very very exciting uh, lady who is very eminent, who won the Nobel Prize as well as won the Millennium Award. Uh, Professor Frances Arnold from Caltech. Uh, she actually promised to come if we had a physical meeting because mm. she doesn't want, like to do virtual meetings. <laughs> uh, so next year, if it is uh, physical, we have uh, we'll hope we have to see high her. hopes of getting her. Yes, yeah. did you, her. Professor? Did you see that there was a change also in the attendees in terms of of gender as well? Uh, we see there's a there's a growing increase in the number of participants that are are, are ladies, that are women. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, Professor uh, Professor Lo Tuxeng is who we're speaking with, the CEO of the National Research Foundation. Uh, finally, to wrap up this conversation, and it's been fascinating to hear what you've done with this Global Young Scientist Summit and and bring so many diverse and and high caliber voices together. But do you think, as a scientist, that that there is a way that scientists can better communicate what they are studying, what they are researching, and how it intersects mm. with us on normal, you know, mere mortals here on the, in the yes, rest of the world. Us normal <laughs> humans. We were actually just talking about this in, the, in, in a previous segment. We were talking about how yeah. we want to trust what is given to us and uh, what is the sort of communication yes, that yes, we yes, can absolutely. receive. Yeah. How can scientists better do that, would you yeah. say, uh, going right. forward? Well, you know, not all scientists are the best communicators, <laughs> but some are very good. Some are really very good, you know, uh, as could be seen from some of the speakers at the Global Young Scientists Summit are very, very good. Yep. But I think, you know, scientists have the responsibility of taking their work to the public. Mm. You know, uh, we try to do so in Singapore through the many forests that we have. Uh, and uh, if we had a physical meeting, for example, you would see us, you know, holding talks at a national library, at a science center, you know, uh, at SMU so that it's accessible to the public, you know. So, you know, in this way, you know, we bring science to citizens, as I call it, and to get them to understand and appreciate, you know, what mm. science has done for people in the world and what they can do for us in the future. Sure. Right? All right. So, you know, uh, we certainly have that responsibility. I think we can do, we can do better. Uh, and, I, and that is something what, what I do. It's something that I encourage my colleagues to do uh, very often. You know, to get them to go out of the university, to reach out to the public, to give talks, you know, to, to bring it to the community at large. Professor Lowe, I can recommend some courses at Hyper Island. <laughs> Seriously, I think we need to kind of have uh, this kind of... Uh, yeah. ch- you I, know, will pass, I will pass the message on. Yes, please. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Professor Lowe Tuxeng, CEO of the National Research Foundation. Thank you so much for being with us today. Really fascinating conversation. Will you come back again? Certainly. Well, thank you for having me. Right. Thanks so much. Thanks, Professor. See you. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.